0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio. Halfway point of the week. You know, we started off kind of on a downer. She's losing Denver. Kind of a bummer. But uh, <laughs> I couldn't be happier this morning. Josh McDaniels of the Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> fired. Now the uh, Raiders and the genius of Son of Al Davis are going to have to pay 3 Head coaches
1: at once. And I've always wondered, where the heck did the Davises get all this money? Al Davis, <laughs> Papa, he spent money like it was coming out of his, well, whatever. He had, he had a lot of money to spend. And now son Mark Davis, doing the same thing, fired the coach and the general managers, Josh McDaniels, he's out of there. And this is all because the Raiders really, now they were playing off team a couple of years ago, but they haven't really been able to achieve since then. And they really melded down against the Detroit Lions, did not play well and here's their star receiver who they got from the Green Bay Packers, and he walks over to the sidelines at the end of the game and throws his helmet because the team hasn't established any kind of direction at all. <laughs> it's a mess. out. It is, is
0: a garbage fire. Um, but, you know, I, it's crazy. I talked to uh, several Raiders fans over the weekend, and I, you know, I said I, I obviously were divisional opponents, and that is what it is. But I still feel for you because now you're in Vegas, your destination team, and Mark Davis has no business making any kind of decisions for that organization. And now, in his wisdom, he's going to have to pay three head coaches and at where once. Where
1: does it all boil down to? What we've talked about in every phase of life: ego, Put ego, your ego. Hang it at the door let the smart guys who you've hired to run the team bingo why
0: are you paying these guys to do that job if you're just going to step in and do it i guarantee you this is the craziest thing about it they didn't make any flashy trades before the trade deadline and son of davis is like we're not doing anything you're good. that's what made him fire him just unbelievable all right i had to get that out and uh, sorry raiders fans that sucks um chiefs didn't make any deals i'm not really surprised oh, no because there's really not a whole lot of room to make a
1: deal and uh, we just need a lot of fire in that wide there receiver There were two room. factors involved. Number one is the salary cap because the Chiefs are only working with $3.5 million. That sounds like a lot, folks, but it is not in the salary cap world. And, hey, come on, Chiefs are a good team. Let's face it. Yes, probably some vulnerabilities at receiver, but you can overcome them. The receivers they still have, Canarius, Tony, and people like that who haven't been used all that much. No, the offense does need some retweaking, I guess, but in terms of new players, no, they did the right thing. They stood pat, and they're ready to go and go into battle on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. Chiefs um, are at the top
0: of the mountain going into this past weekend's game with the Denver
1: Broncos. And they not at the top of the mountain anymore. No, they slipped to sixth. But then again, Mike, this doesn't mean anything. These are the NFL power rankings. It's all for discussion. It has nothing to do with what the teams are going to do in the field. It's perception more than anything else. And, yeah, the Chiefs, with that loss to Denver, are perceived to have plummeted from the top of the, the pole to number six, which with 32 teams is hardly bad. The new team on top is the Philadelphia Eagles, and these are the NFL, official NFL power rankings. Not that there's anything official about them, but the Chiefs in Philadelphia play each other, and they play each other in a couple of weeks. That will be a dandy collision between two very good football teams, which is not to say the game on Sunday isn't a clash between two good teams, but Philadelphia has played Miami and beat them. And beat them 31-17, to which surprised me a little bit. Nonetheless, I think we have the makings of a pretty good second half of the season coming up.
0: Oh yeah, and it's not going to be easy for the Chiefs because the first uh, part was definitely difficult and it's just ramping up and ramping up and ramping up until we go to hopefully the playoffs at the end of the year. Did the Vikings
1: get the replacement they needed? Probably not. They got Joshua Dobbs from the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> oh. Hell, you laugh, but Dobbs had some great No, years. no, no. I'm not
0: laughing. I'm not laughing at, at, at what you I'm laughing at how you said it. Probably not, because it's Dobbs.
1: But at the same time. No, no, no. I, Dobbs Dobbs was an All-American at Tennessee and a very good player. He has the abilities. He's, he's a rookie. Come on. What are you going to do as a rook? Well, get nothing but better, hopefully. But Dobbs goes now to the Vikings, and they, they're they not going to start him on the Sunday. Instead, they're going to start another rookie named Jaron Hall. And uh, nobody's heard of him, but all he was was a record-setting passer at Brigham Young. So, indeed, uh, they're, they're looking for a top level of offense, which, compared to Kirk Cousins, they probably aren't going to get Cousins out for the year with that torn Achilles tendon. But they did get Dobbs, Hall was on the team already, and he'll get the start. So we'll go at it from there, but I don't see the Vikings being a real a real contender for a playoff spot. Gnarly injury for Cousins, and when watching that happen, I kind of had a feeling that was what it was. You think he's coming back after this? I think probably next year he's like all of them. He'll give it another try again and then see where he stands. The same thing with... Aaron Rodgers and people of that caliber. Well, you
0: see the video of him throwing passes and stuff for the he game was last looking weekend? He good, yeah.
1: That's crazy.
0: So, uh, up until game three, it's back and forth between the Arizona Diamondbacks and
1: Texas Rangers. Has that back and forth continued? <laughs> not last night, it did not. It did not. Texas Rangers scored five runs in the second inning, five runs in the third inning, had a 10 to nothing lead over Arizona in a snap of the fingers, consecutive five-run innings and the game was out of reach. Final score was 11-7. The Rangers won it. Arizona did put some offense on the boards, but the little plan by Torrey Lovallo did not work, and the plan was to start the relief pitcher. Now, this is is a, a ploy that a lot of managers have used. I'm not sure I agree with it, but it does have some merit. Anyway, he sent apply one of his top relievers out there to start the game and that's supposedly set the stable set the table i should say for the next starter coming in but the fact of the matter remains that Arizona does not have a fourth pitcher in their rotation that's where they're they're really faltering and it caught up with them last night 11 to seven the Rangers won the Rangers are one game away from their very first ever. World Series Championship. Remember, they were in the series against the St. Louis Cardinals in 2011, and they were within one strike in each case of getting a win and didn't get it. The Cardinals made miraculous comebacks, but the fact of the matter remains that the Rangers are a pretty good team, folks, and uh, they are one win away. That could happen tonight out in Arizona. We'll see. All right. The
0: first official bowl game rankings are out. It was interesting to get that notification yesterday.
1: Your thoughts on what's going down? Well, surely you would have thought that Georgia would be number one, but no. Yeah, I don't know how. Well, there's a reason why. This is a committee that puts these things together, and even with the first one, they're trying to arrange where you won't have conference teams playing each other. So uh, you have Georgia in there at number one. Well, they're not now. It's Ohio State number one, and you want to match them up with somebody who they won't play, which would be Florida State. So Florida State's number four. So it's Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, and Florida State. So that's what the matchups would be. They're the top four teams. So don't get me wrong. That's But they're not really positioned where you thought they were going to be. But the reason why is because if the playoffs were to start today, that would be the, the championship matchup. This is the last year for that. Next year, it'll be 12 teams, and it'll be, uh, that's what I think too many, but 12 teams nonetheless, and you'll have opening rounds and so forth. And the pairings will be very interesting. What I found to be interesting, though, Mike, was where Missouri was placed, and they are number 12 of the 25 teams. That's 12, folks, and that is a very good bowl game if everything remains equal. Keep in mind, Mizzou has to play Georgia this week, and that's going to be... Missouri's a 20-point underdog. Hey, take the points, folks, and go with Missouri. I think they'll play them a lot closer than that, and who knows what might happen. But the fact of the matter remains, they are the first of the bowl rankings, and they will continue right through until the final games in mid-December. So you got to go into it willing to
0: lose that money you put up for that. Because <laughs> <laughs> chocolate it, chips. It'd be great. It'd be great if it worked out, but uh, mm. I don't know if I'd take that bet. Uh, all right, we actually
1: have some basketball going on tonight. We do indeed. Exhibition game at the Great Southern Bank Arena. The Missouri State Lady Bears will play Missouri Western State from St. Joseph, and that's a six thirty game, and that's the only of the exhibition games for the Lady Bears. They play their opener next Monday down in Little Rock, Arkansas against UALR. But uh, for tonight, a chance to see the team in action against uh, a foreign opponent, so to speak, and that's another opponent instead of a scrimmage. And the Lady Bears do play Missouri-Western State. Tomorrow, the Bears play their one and only exhibition game. They'll play Westminster, which is a Division Three team from Fulton, Missouri. And again, it'll be a workout more than anything else but it gets the Bears ready for their opener, which is on next Monday night as well, against the West Virginia Mountaineers.
0: A lot of college football, a lot of basketball, a lot of baseball, (laughs) and absolutely a lot of football. Ned, you have a great day, and I will see you mañana.